We don't get to choose our time. Death is what gives life meaning. To know your days are numbered. Your time is short. You'd think after all this time I'd be ready. But look at me, stretching one moment out into a thousand, just so that I can watch the snow. Peter, nothing is more important than family. You saved my daughter's life, and I could never forget something like that, so I'm going to give you one chance. Are you ready? You walk through those doors, you forget any of this happened, and don't you ever, ever interfere with my business again. Because if you do, I'll kill you and everybody you love. I'll kill you dead. That's what I'll do to protect my family, Pete. You understand? Hey, let's do get help. What? Get help? No. Come on, you love it. I hate it. It's great. It works every time. It's humiliating. Do you have a better plan? No. We're doing it. We are not doing get help. Get help! Please! My brother's dying! Get help! Help him! Classic. Oh, I still hate it. It's humiliating. No, not for me, it's not. Friends, countrymen, comic book movie fans, uh, we are talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe and what will be the Avengers 4 Infinity War? Avengers 3 Infinity War. Sorry, that was my bad. Um, I'm just really excited for 4 too. And uh, we've got uh, four of us here, if you've been listening before. We have uh, Joe, who's kind of the, the ringleader of the podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, um, we have Jeff, our resident comic book historian. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you. Right? Uh, Jared. Uh, who's just fun and awesome. Hi. And right? he does a good snake horse. Right? Metal Gear. <laughs> right? Liquid. Uh, and then you have uh, me, Brian, um, who's, uh, I like to call myself an unpaid professional fan. And uh, But yeah, so we are starting today with Phase 3. We kind of delved into Phase 3 in the last episode a little bit, because mm-hmm. uh, Phase 2 kind of ended with Age of Ultron. But I still I, I think most people agree Civil War is kind of Avengers two point five yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's, definitely it's it's just kind of tacked on there than yeah. it should be because uh, it's that's the end of in my opinion that's the end of that the phase. that should be like oh, the yeah, end absolutely. of phase two and yeah. it should start a new phase uh, and we're getting into a really really interesting one right here off the of, off the get go. Uh, this phase is Jeff's, one yeah, of Jeff's favorites. Yeah, one of one of my favorite characters in in the comics, uh, and um, I'm just gonna go through this real quick. I, I've noticed he goes through phases. This is a character that goes from being the most, one of the most powerful characters in comics to probably one of the least powerful characters in comics continually. Um, and because it, it, it's <laughs> kind cyclical. of, it's, it's hard to portray. Uh, and, and this is Dr. Strange uh, pretty much because he deals with magic. It's very nebulous, you know, uh, one minute you have patron deities and yeah. uh, entities who are providing your spells. And one minute you don't, or, like the introduction Strange. to Doesn't the, he also what do they call it? The magical, not, he the doesn't mystical, like to get the mystical in things that aren't mystical. Like. He tends to not 
So there's that Most really the popular panel in the Civil War comic book when Tony goes to recruit him and and he's on top of like Mount Everest or something and he goes, "Nah, bro." Yeah, okay. no, no thanks. Or no but thanks. but then again, if you look at him now with uh, so there's a comic book line called Damnation where Hydra uh, in Secret Empire has destroyed Las Vegas. Yeah. And Doctor Strange has gone through bringing magic back to Earth. Uh, and he he says, "Well, I'm more powerful than I have been in a long time. Let's undo this." Uh, very, very arrogant, uh, not thinking of consequences. Very Tony yeah. Starkish. He has his Tony moments, um, and uh, eventually winds up bringing hell to earth. Yeah. Uh, which you know, in the middle of Las Vegas, I don't know if they noticed. So, uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange as a film, in my opinion, features one of the one of the most painful to watch origin stories. Oh yeah. Uh, one of the most well acted ones. I was gonna as say. Well. I, I think we we mentioned this in a, in our first uh, one yeah. of our first or, or second episodes. Uh, where we compared it to the uh, first scenes in Iron Man, um, but you're right. It's just the just the moments of pain that and desperation. I, they did the they did. There was the best anyone could do, and he's like, I could have done better. That yeah. scene like, when he oh, knows his so life good. is ruined, and it's because he can't. He uh, how ironic is it that he cannot do surgery on himself? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. and it, it, uh, that line i, I and how smart is he, how smart he is when he's in a room full of super intelligent doctors and he's like well why don't you try this putting a shunt in the brachial artery then the blah 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 and they're like well that that well, could I work love, <laughs> uh, one thing about dr strange that i really like is it, it, at least the origin story is there's this common theme about very intelligent people trapped by circumstances mm-hmm. howard stark is trapped in the era that he lives in where technology has not advanced yet yeah uh tony is trapped by the circumstances that have led him to this point dr strange is trapped by his intellect uh that it it ultimately allows him to find a new avenue to to kind of put his Um, his intellectual prowess into trapped by the thing that's inside the thing that's inside of him like so many of the smartest people in the world are trapped in some type of box of circumstance. Cap is trapped in a time he may not understand. Cap is a man out Out of time. time. Literally. Yeah. The the scene where he says, yeah, Peggy was the last person from that generation of people that I knew. I was like, that's when I came here and I thought everyone I knew was dead. I at least Peggy had was her. The only, yeah, I yeah. at least had her. And as soon as she died, that was it. Oh, heartbreaking. Um, um, but yeah, doc, like Dr. Strange is trapped by the by the circumstances that put him in this position and his intellect is not able to to fix himself. Right. And it's a it's a really beautiful kind of motivation piece that builds from it. Uh, yeah, and I, I think, and I ben, think uh, no, I was gonna say I think Benedict Cumberbatch was a perfect casting for that. Yeah, his yeah. voice, his uh, the mannerisms. thing that gets me is every British person, like hard British person that pretends to be American, sounds like House. So yeah. right, their like, voice gets lower. Right, the voice gets deeper and lower. And like Hugh Laurie, when he's talking in, in his British he's accent, is like I like I think of like I a bitch. bit of Fry and Laurie, like the comedy show. Oh my that he god, was on. A, yeah, amazing. Like, but he sounds like Hugh Laurie to me. But as soon as he goes into that American accent, Except when they did Holland. the. Um, Except for well, Tom, well, Tom Holland's Tom, also like well, thirty years younger. Let, let's see what but, happens when he grows a little bit older. But like, <laughs> I, I heard the trailer for Doctor Strange, and he talked, and I was like, you could have taken Hugh. That could have been Hugh Laurie. You want to know what's oh, you wow. want to know what's Actually, a little disappointing? Hugh Laurie is Doctor Strange. Yeah, <laughs> right. You want to know what's a little disappointing about yeah, that is if it's if it's never lupus. It's never lupus. I now want to see this. If Benedict Cumberbatch would have stuck with his regular accent, 
I think I still would have been okay with. Oh yeah, that. I, I think I could have lived with it. Like living with a Actually, Doctor Strange with a natural British would've, accent, would've, I would have been uh, okay with it. No offense to anyone who with a British accent, but I think it would have added. And this is a purely American view, but probably would have added. Uh, oh yeah, he's totally arrogant. And, and uh, <laughs> like, well, but I think they also wanted to avoid like I, why they would just hard no for that would be uh, everyone just would have said it's Sherlock. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like him with Plus, his normal accent, like arrogant dude with, who's super smarter than everybody else with a British act, like and Benedict Cumberbatch. It just would have been Sherlock Holmes as a surgeon. Yeah. Now, what I which did is what like House was. Raise, raise your hand if you have an issue with that. I mean, I, mean, I <laughs> thank you. I, for, I don't, just just for note of all you listeners out there, no one raised their hands. No one raised. Their <laughs> hands. I'm completely okay with that, but the producers probably didn't probably want that connotation that in the movie. Of, of course, yeah, they like, want to separate themselves from previous works. Now, one thing I will say that I did like is that they took that intelligence and they he was they made it so he was able to apply it to the 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 to become a master of the mystical arts. Right. Yeah, yeah. He has an eidetic memory, right? So he learns. By the way, throwaway line. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's just, oh yeah, I have an eidetic memory. Yeah, um, <laughs> he has an eidetic memory. He finds out how to astral project so he can study while he's sleeping. That shit like, was tight. That's that, that was is, one of my favorite um, scenes. That is something that he probably would have wanted to be able to do when he was becoming a surgeon. I guarantee you. Do yourself a favor. As a side note, if you're of age, watch this movie high. Please, oh. it is it is a treat. I can imagine that. In the oh, states buddy. where it is legal, in the states where it is legal, or enjoy however yourself. you feel, you may want to. You know, we're not going to promote that, but enjoy yourself. It is, it is uh, a treat to it watch. Is, treat it yourself. Um, um, I throw speaking of throwaway lines. Also, uh, they mentioned the Living Tribunal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the staff, the staff, the staff of the, of the, living, of the tribunal. living Tribunal. They throw in like great actors. The Watchers, which is kind of like a throwaway scene, but like. It, they're there. The Watchers, yeah. There's yeah. A, uh, in that movie. There was yeah, the Stan Lee. Stan. Oh no, no that's that in Guardians Two. Damn it, Guardians Two. Damn it, Jared. It's because and, of all the psychedelic colors. And yeah, like yeah, all yeah. The... But yeah, Guardians Two is when they Jared introduced the not, Watchers. Uh, they did. They, not, look, they introduced I, like the microverse. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, so they they talked about the other universes. Like, they introduced the microverse. Of, they introduced so Dormammu. We, we they saw introduced... the microverse in Ant Man, but he goes through it. So establishes that it's so, one of those dimensions. Speaking of Dormammu, interesting portrayal, right? Usually Dormammu is kind of like a ghost rider looking pumpkin head yeah, he's guy. A, like a tall <laughs> like being. Flaming, false flames. But they made them dark flames. They made the, you know. Uh, well, they. I think they, they uh, one of the amazing things about the commentary in that is they said, how do we, how do we portray Dormammu's universe in a way like because humans will equate everything with with something right? right the only way we could do it is if we created something that just didn't look like much of anything it looked like a bacteria specimen that's a, but that's yeah, the thing yeah. that's what humans naturally do so how do you how do you say yeah this is a realm that humans can't see they don't know what it looks that like the, they've never the, seen even it the before perception thereof is that their like perception that it would be anything so instead of doing dormama the way we usually see him they threw like I, I like to imagine that the creation of Dormammu is taking 12 different final cut uh, effects and final cut and putting them all in the same layer. <laughs> so oh, they, the ripples in his face, the ripples yeah. in his face, the inverted colors, I feel like the, the dark flames, were the kind the, of, like 
the way he looks in the comics where he has the kind of yeah, right from yeah. the flames. It was a great homage to the comic books. Yeah. And still yeah. owning the new character. Yeah. Um, but they, they just, that's, I, I love that they were thinking about, we don't know how we're going to do this. Now let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about the, um, tertiary or secondary villain. I should say. Caecilius. Caecilius. Uh, great actor. Mads Mikkelsen is so good, man. But man, he was, so, uh, he was, what was the point of having him in can that I, movie? Can I should, uh, let, I'm going to make a point that I think I th- redeems Caecilius to a lot of people. When Caecilius is talking about his motivation to Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Mad Mickelson is in tears, yeah. right? And I'll make the same point that I made for Hope Van Dyne. Hope Van Dyne was crying when... When uh, um, talking about the quantum realm, when yeah, yeah when, well, when, uh, when, when, when she found out her mother, how yeah, when she found when she found out the way that her mother died, which is the most ridiculous story possible. The director told Mads Mikkelsen, "I need you to believe that time is the villain of this film. Mm-hmm. That time is, and I, I think that, and he's in this rig, <coughs> just crying mm-hmm. about oh, well, yeah. this. And I would sold. Like, time so, is the enemy of us. Yeah, all. you don't get it. We can." exists better than this she knows how and she's kept it from us yeah yeah and we don't need to die death death is a joke death is a joke and i think they used him the reason he was in there was to show what dr strange could have become yeah um what the ancient one could have become but it's purely on their choice to not become that yeah and and to to be better well, the ancient one is kind of a villain in this film. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Uh, she has her sinister moments. She has where, her sinister moments, right? yeah. But she is super... Her scene, oh Tilda Swinton's scene, uh, right, like, uh, w- w- like, on the verge of death. Oh, and so she good. goes, she goes, here I am trying to stretch uh, a moment into a lifetime. She's afraid right. of dying. She's afraid, yeah. you know. She was absolutely she, petrified She used the excuse dying. that she wanted to protect the realm for as long as she could. But there was to, always another one. Yep. To, yeah. to, 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 to not die, right? Yeah. Um, and I've seen everything up to this moment and then nothing further. How about yeah. Origins of a Villain? Um, Mordo. Uh, so, Great. Uh, I love the motivation. Because <laughs> I really, um, he was such, so staunch on her side and you just saw him broken. Yeah, just broken by the um, end of the movie. I, I almost, I, almost to tears. I felt really bad because going into the movie, everyone was just like, "Oh man, Mordo and him are gonna be like super buddies." And I was like, "Oh, because no. uh, if you read the comic books, you know that Mordo is his main bad guy. Yeah, or is one of his main bad guys." But they guys. started out. Okay. It's a great origin story. Yeah. Like well, I it's like, like it. Sinestro in the, and the Green Lantern. In the comic books, it, it, well, it starts off like he tried to kill the Ancient One and Doctor Strange prevented it, which is why the Ancient One took yeah. him on as a student. Well, well mm-hmm. my concern going forward, before we move on to the next movie, my concern going forward is how much Mordo's motivation was, I'm surrounded by people that are willing to break rules, and I cannot be a part of it. I'm interested to see as a villain how he sticks to that motivation of not breaking rules, but still being a villain. Right. Because all know. he's doing is breaking Cause rules. Because that's what he does at the end of the movie. He rips the magic from what's-his-name. Well, I th- doesn't um, he just say, like, too many wizards? Too many sorcerers. Too many sorcerers. Like, I figured out what's wrong with the world. There's too many sorcerers. Yeah, too many sorcerers um, breaking rules. So maybe he feels as if, they, if there's only one. Yeah. Uh, or, like, maybe he'll give up the magic. Like, that's what maybe, I'm saying. I'm interested to see what his motivation becomes. Maybe he'll take all of it and then just be like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, um, I will say, and you've brought this up before, Joe, that this movie is the first movie where really... Uh, there was no uh, the the villain was defeated through no physical means. Yeah, 
I love that sequence. Like, like it was just he outsmarted him. Yeah, he created a, a time loop, a paradox. Yeah. Right? He's that, just that like, could not I, be broken. you're in a world without time. I brought a little bit of it with me. Yeah. So I have th- all so the time th- in the world. This is something to think about. In the movie, Mordo freaks out when the time stone is used because it can create cracks in time. You can get stuck in a moment forever. It can create alternate realities. Divergent realities. Divergent realities. Yeah. He obviously, we see him using the time stone in trailers for Infinity War. We'll see. We'll see. I we'll see. Yeah, I don't want to go too far. In I, I really hope that's not, not, not the way they go down it. Yeah. Um, was I think the, was the eye of Agamotto in the, in the comics. No, no. Okay. No, it's just a mystical artifact. Yeah, it's 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 literally the eye of the like first was, sorcerer supreme. It's like one of my favorite uh one of my favorite items, the wand of Watoon. Wand of Watoon. <laughs> it just seemed um, like such a like such a casual. It's, they it's, threw it's, that I, shit at the end. They were like, "Oh, the, by the way, it's an infinity." And in thing. the and in the comic books, it doesn't even have like it's not anything related to time. It's just a, it's like a very yeah. powerful mystical artifact there's, that there's allows a, them to channel there's, his There's energy. a mystical trio called the Vishanti, yeah. um, and. The Agamato was a son of the Vishanti. He is now one of the Vishanti. And he was Earth's first Sorcerer Supreme during 10,000... And you see him in Avengers 10,000 BC in the comics. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's him. Um, Odin is instead of Thor. There's a ghost rider who rides a mammoth. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, um, and there's uh, Phoenix. I was going to say, and Iron Fist. And Iron so Fist. So the old the Iron, Fist. Iron Fist. And yeah. Odin, Odin has, a, uh, has a crush on Phoenix. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's that. the all father and, uh, and the, the creation end, cycle yeah, at all. Um, um, so, so real quick, um, so <coughs> next one. Um, so we talked about in uh, previously uh, how Guardians One was such a uh, was a big deal because yes. it, they took a big risk on it. Um, Guardians Two, we we know Guardians is a is a formula that works. How do we keep it going? How do we make it better? Uh, or 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 keep it as good as the the previous one. Um, this movie hilarious uh, had some very hilarious moments. This I movie think... is so funny, and it is one of my least liked movies. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I mean, I think they went overboard they, with the. They funny. were like, "What worked in the first movie? Let's take it to a factor of seven. Yeah, uh, like they were like uh, Groot. Everyone loved cute Groot. What if it was tiny Groot? Groot? Like mm-hmm. uh, everyone thought, uh, literal Jacks Drax being an asshole by being literal. What if he was just an asshole? Yeah, yeah. I said like it literally. Like with, the, like, the, with the leg in the first movie, he made you know like, oh, I didn't really need the leg. Now we need a three minute scene with and the fin the and uh, like yeah, right. the thing with the eye, and he's like, oh, he won't even know in the morning when he wakes up. Like, yeah. it's funny. Like it's again, it's amplified to eleven. And uh, I I have to say, Kurt Russell, uh, good choice. I, I loved love him as ego. I, I, I think I, he seems like a, I could see Pratt and Kurt Russell being being related, just acting the, wise. The, like that silly little scene where they're playing catch. Oh my god! Like, ah, it's so it's all like intentional humor. Oh, but I just I loved Kurt Russell's face when he manifested the energy. He's like, and he oh, was so fucking excited because yeah. he's like, it's <laughs> right. Just that moment. It's I like, like a, it's yes. like a proud I, father. I right? also like it when he's like, I'm finally excited to be the father. That I was never, I never got to be. I'm going to take a whiz. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like the I, uh, is, um, like Br- Brian always good. brings up a really good point. What, uh, and it's one of my issues with Guardians Two. Guardians Two obsesses with invalidating Guardians One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because co- yeah, okay, so we made the big point that if uh, with the Power Stone, 
he could have Star Lord could have swallowed it as long as the light inside. And it wouldn't have mattered. Would have mattered. So watching Guardians two again, maybe, maybe you can argue plot wise that he wasn't as immortal until he made the connection with the light by being on ego. Like, oh, that, that, like okay, he was able yeah, to yeah. manifest. Like he wasn't able to manifest the light until ego taught him. So maybe, kind of like maybe the, uh, he the wasn't Thor being on Asgard to get his power. Correct. Like that kind of maybe I gotcha. something like that. I don't know. Like I'm reading really heavily into it when I was rewatching yeah. it to be like maybe, but the but essentially like he, like the reason he survived in space for as long as he did, like when he went to save Gamora, the reason like he was able to hold the power stone, like theoretically, he's immortal. Or he always was immortal, and that just kind of invalidates the first movie because none of his sac- like we as a viewer going back and watching that view movie now know that he would never have died. Yeah, I mean, like we know that. Because I am un- I am too. under the understanding based on what Ego has told me that he would have never have died. Right, based on the information that has been provided with no additional clarifications, he's been immortal. So for a first watching, we would never have known that. So okay for the first watch, but you're right. Going back watching it again, you're like, oh well, he'd be fine. Right, like, we know he has plot armor because he's in the second movie, but in that (laughs) moment where we're invested in what's happening in the moment, we know he's immortal. And it's just like, okay, cool, Uh, he sacrificed himself for Gamora. He just held his breath for a long time. Yeah, so we're talking about um, how it takes everything and pushes it to 11. The themes of family. Uh, We talked about Guardians 1, theme of family. Pushing it to 11, I don't think, uh, as much as the comedy was kind of overboard, I, I, I think that the whole story wrapped around this uh, of family, of meeting a father you didn't know, literally you didn't know existed. Well, we knew they were going to do this film. Yeah, we yeah. We knew yeah. that this yeah. was oh, yeah, coming. Yeah. I mean, Yandu says I didn't know that it was going to be the ego, first. But and there's, a, there's a lot of... There's so many <laughs> moments that I love yeah. where family is at the centerpiece of it, but I just... I watched this film... A, the second time I watched it, I went, yeah, it's really funny. The third time I watched it, I was just like, I'm just not, I'm just not feeling it anymore. Yeah, yeah like it, watching it once or twice is good. Anything past that point. This movie is a superhero and movie. And, and in my the, opinion, that's, that's, the, that's a step backwards that's from the first Guardians film. When you rely a lot on just A, superhero, and B, comedy. Yeah. Um, a they good went story, overkill A good with the story will always be able to, I, in my opinion. In my opinion. Uh, uh, will be naturally funny and if that's, you write and that's, it well. And that's the same um, thing for everything. It, it, you know, movies, video games, whatever. The things that I go back to are the ones with a great story. And you can fit comedy in there. So, like, what you say, like, the story. What I would consider a good story is if I take out the fact they're at, they're a superhero out of the movie, does the movie still stand on its own? This doesn't. Yeah, if you exactly. Take out the fact that this is a com, like that you that they have superpowers and everything like that, like the characters that they're superheroes. This movie story isn't. that There great. has never been a Marvel film that had a scene that I knew I was going to hate the movie. And it's the scene when Ego and Star-Lord are flying at one another and he turns into Pac-Man. Oh, God. And well, I, I the, laughed the in the theater. He was going to be like, I, I'm going to do some crazy shit. I laughed I'm in the theater. But when they were flying at one another, their entire fight scene, I went, this is just Man of Steel. It's just them yeah. throwing each other into rocks. And I was just like, Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't it's like Dragon Ball Evolution. Why would I? Although there, I will say there are moments of that movie that I like. Oh, that are so wonderful. Much. Ego, when he's talking to him and he's just like, I was alone in the universe. In the universe. And I, f- I have someone now. And I have a purpose. And you can have a purpose. And we can have a purpose together. And I wanted us to have that purpose together. 
But if that's not going to work, ha- have fun being a battery until yeah. you go until you come to my side. The uh, the scene that I love is um is the Yondu scene. Everyone yeah. loves. He's the not Yondu your daddy. Scene. Yeah, like yeah. That, uh, that he was whole, like he might have been your father, but he wasn't. Your but daddy. it wasn't your daddy. Oh, my, I saw people break out in the people tears. People love that scene, during, during, especially during the fireworks I'm Mary scene. Poppins, oh, yeah. Mary Poppins, y'all. Mary Poppins, y'all. That song that uh, on the throwaway line with the zune but like and then you see what's on there <laughs> yeah and then the song's playing and the fireworks are going that you got and all the right. other guardians showed up that, right, that one scene where oh, ravagers um, where yeah, oh ravagers. god what's his character's name he's james gunn's brother oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah he goes yeah. just like Woo-hoo! and he's like teary-eyed i yeah. saw people cry at that oh, moment yeah. yeah dude because they were just like there, it was so hard. Yandu was so cause, good. Because he was never going to get that moment. He was, and it was, he was told that that's never going to happen when you die. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, and you will never get redemption. And five and even if you knew it was going to happen. that scene happens where he does die, he the Mary Poppins quote, yeah. he redeems himself at that exact moment, and then five minutes later, he's gone. Oh, I yeah. actually thought, going into it, I was like, that Mary Poppins saying, I cannot wait to see Yondu and Guardians Yondu 3. and Guardians 3 do it again. <laughs> and then, boom, it was unexpected. It was unexpected. He shows, up in Avengers, he shows up in Avengers, and he's just like, okay, everybody, what's everyone's like code names? He's like, I'm going to be Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, like, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, and that's one of the reasons why his deleted scene got taken out of Ragnarok, because yeah. Ragnarok happened afterwards, but... Uh, he was gonna oh, be a Ragnarok. Also, this movie takes place in 2014, which most people don't really know. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. what six um, months later after the events of the first. Something like that. It's like it's it's very close to the end of the, the first yeah. movie, but it's in 2014. Uh, no one ever brings up a giant expanding bubble in Missouri at all. Uh, Shield uh, is gone. Like I don't understand if Shield is, was keeping What is that download. bubble doing? Like they never explain. Like he explains his. All his it is is over. it spreads his. Is, energy yeah, across yeah, okay. his being so yeah. like i think it, it absorbs things and then they become part of him so so he would cosmic he, semen like i, don't I totally <laughs> was about to i was seriously contemplating whether or not i wanted to make the joke because i was like do i too. really want to say Sorry. this i mean he has pollinated flowers everywhere yeah, so, yeah it's, I mean, it's literally his seed. It's literally his seed. Did you, it's did you his all hear the intake of air? Both of the, the pollinated flowers. Guardians uh, Two is yeah. literally ego trying to get a money shot on every planet oh possible. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving okay. on, moving so, on. But uh, uh, Guardians Two, I don't like. It's really funny. It's though. definitely uh, down at the bottom of the list for me. But there are some good moments. Like and it's and it's mostly around Drax was an asshole at the beginning. Drax is seen with Mantis when they're sitting in front of the when pools. She oh, that's beautiful. And she touches him. Oh it's a God. great but, scene. But like the the uh, the scenes where he like uh, he's vomiting. He's like... vomiting. <laughs> what I don't get is like in the first movie he was an asshole because he was super literal. Yeah. Um, in this movie is just an movie, stupid. He's just an asshole. Like they, the literal thing just went went to the wayside, and I was like. I don't. I don't get that. It shows up a couple ass. of times, but not like but, when Mantis does the thing and says that. Oh, you feel love for her, and then he's like, "Ha ha ha ha! She did your deepest, darkest secret." That's like pretty literal. Like, I but like it's an asshole me. thing to do. That doesn't come off the literal. same way, though. But that yeah. doesn't come across as no. Nothing would go I over my head. It. My reflexes are too yeah. fast. I would Drax's literal nature is uh is grounded in some type of innocence. Yeah, yeah. In this instance, Naivety, it, like, it wasn't. Yeah. It's, and maybe that's him growing, but still. But yeah, so, but there's there's some great moments. Uh, but overall, it's still not so worth much. a watch. I mean, yeah. it doesn't no, really, definitely, it doesn't really expand the, the MCU that much. 
but it's well, it's filler, and the, and they told well, James they Gunn even told it was filler. They were like, "Hey, is there anything I need to do to set up the next Avengers movie?" And they said, "No, we don't give a shit what happens. It's just these characters need to live." Uh, okay. <laughs> so moving on of that, let's talk about. And I know I said Doctor Strange, one of my favorite characters. This is the first superhero I ever read yeah. uh, during the Maximum Carnage storyline. Um, oh my Probably God. as a kid, I should not have been reading. Absolutely not. Uh, no, I don't know. I guess the, slaughtering. That's people not the best place uh, to start. I started with Wolverine. That guy was running. Around I was like, killing people I was like third or fourth grade. I, I should not have been reading that. And I don't think my parents knew. They were like, "Oh, Spider Man. It's great." Uh, so Spider Man Homecoming. Um, Best parts of this movie, I mean, down-to-earth, street-level hero that we've only seen so far in um, the television uh, uh, Marvel shows. Um, so, and what uh, I like about this, too, uh, go ahead, is the fact that they actually bring it back to yeah. what happened in the Avengers, the first Avengers. The impact of that, yeah, like, really changed As a motivation the game is for, really like, good. the rest of the world to come. But yeah. go ahead. I, I like to say, I, I think like Adrian Toomes is probably one of the most sympathetic villains we as a viewer can relate to. Mm-hmm. Like Loki, we understood that like he, uh, I he wanted everyone to love him. Um, the Ultron, kind of, but I mean, it, it's hard to sympathize with a robot that's bent yeah. on killing humanity. But I mean, like Adrian Toomes is just a regular dude who got shafted. We yeah. see it right at the beginning. Oh, right, yeah. he's like, I, I put money out happens. for this, and they're like, No, Tony My... Stark is bringing in his crew. Right, it was like uh, I bought trucks for this, and the guy even goes, Well, maybe you shouldn't overextend it. And he's like, Well, fuck you. I was, <laughs> I was promised this. Yeah, I, I have a contract. That's the entire reason I did this. The and state... realistically, Tony Stark should have just paid for the contract. Like right, they, him, yeah, right. Like, hey, you should have paid yeah. out the contract. We, yeah, that has bothered me about that movie. And you know what it is? It's it's another instance of, uh, in my opinion, of Tony Stark washing his hands of something and let something. You know, you know what that is? Made that decision. An accountant. That's that the thing. Decision. How how much of Star- and that's the that's the other point about this idea of lineage. How much of to- of Stark Industries actually belongs to Tony at this point now? Yeah, right. With Pepper running it, and- right? Pepper running the show. Like he he worked out the deal. But he's he didn't do the minutia like he's not going over every single contract. That's mm-hmm. up to accountants, yeah. rubber stamp and stuff, you know, stuff like um, he signed the paper. But I mean, like a lot of those little decisions are based on f- fiscal decisions. Yeah. Somebody said, are we liable for that contract? No. Writing it off. Uh, one. Uh, the thing I was going to mention as an overarching thing for Spider-Man, uh, the people at Marvel Studios are really big assholes because Sony had ruined Mm -hmm. so many Spider-Man films (laughs) and Marvel was just like, look, we don't even have to make money. Just come on in here. Let me show you how to make a Spider-Man movie. And the first one they put out there was gold. (laughs) The first one. You've tried five times and you've made arguably 1.5. We won't even show you Ben dying. Peter's parents are irrelevant. Isn't even spoken of. Yeah, she mentions she mentions him. Your uncle would be so proud of you. Yeah, but but she doesn't say Uncle Ben. Correct. Yeah, just says Peter's so good. Peter's and then like, oh, you got your powers from a spider bite, and that was it. Peter's parents. No origin story. Peter's parents don't matter. Yep. Uh, No mention of with great power comes great responsibility. Nope. Like all of the typical like Spider-Man tropes that Sony has tried to shove into every Mooney. They were like. We're going to make a suit. You know, you know what? I It's kind of ironic to say this, that Spider-Man is kind of a genre movie. Spider-Man Homecoming 
is a superhero movie that just so happens to have Spider-Man in it. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious to it, think it's about. It's an 80s coming of age movie. It's an 80s coming of age movie that <laughs> just so happens to have Spider-Man in well. it. That doesn't go well. Right? It's an 80s, it's an 80s, 90s coming of age movie. Uh, and I have to say, I like that they included, because with the everyone trying to get Donald Glover to be Spider-Man. I uh, like that Donald Glover was in it. Yeah, they yeah. threw him in as the Prowler, yeah. which is pretty cool. Did you guys know that Jennifer Connelly was the voice of Spider-Man's suit. Of Spider-Man's yes. suit. Yes. And she is married to Jarvis. To Paul Bettany. She's married to Paul Bettany. Which, by the way... I, I, that I didn't know. I've Jennifer Connelly is Paul Bettany's wife. I've had Paul Bettany's Jennifer wife. Connelly ever since The Labyrinth. She has to. I swear to God. She has to. Labyrinth vinyl? Yeah. I, I really hope she's in Infinity War. I really hope she's in every subsequent like Spider-Man I movie. Love I love she was a highlight. That he has. Tell her how oh. you feel. What right. you name her, Karen? Do it. Karen. <laughs> Do it. Kiss her. Now's your chance, Peter. I was like, oh, man, you're really funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, and it's so. just like, And it's such a teenage thing to do. Like the the conversation with it, where he's just like sitting down and they're like having a hard time. You know what that is? Like 30 minutes. You know what the genius about that is? <laughs> is Karen as an AI is kind of the replacement for Peter's mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he to feel have he, those conversations. He, feel like he, can have that conversation he can't with have man. that conversation with her because she's not real. I like you, yeah. Karen. Oh, I like you too. Yeah. Right? It's it's it such so a cute. great dynamic that I hope that it, it continues. I think that um, how long have we been here? That 30 minutes. That's what I, I I really want I need to get her out of to here. because I would love for like it it's not gonna happen that way, but how cool would it be for her to become this like centerpiece? Yeah. That no one expected. Peter Parker's never had an AI in a suit but, and in a comic and a in a cartoon, but she would become this integral component that Marvel would put a stamp and say, "Yes, yeah, Sony, you you own Spider Man. That's fine, but this character here, that's all. That's us. us. That's that's us. And no one is going to be able to think about a Spider Man film without this character again. Yeah, that would be awesome. I can live with that. Awesome. Um, um, I also thought it was interesting the fact like um, Jarvis being translated into an AI mm-hmm. like that yeah. was to that was the first time like a character was digitized yeah. in a movie and it became as as good or as important. As I mean, and when you and when you think about it, it um, makes so much sense. It makes so much sense because how can you really have a an old I mean, guy about, butler? We know the names of these guys of people. There's. Uh, Friday, there's Friday, Karen, there's Jarvis, Jarvis there's Karen. Karen, and then we joked around about um, uh, uh, Veronica and Betty. Yep, uh, like for the suits. for the for the Hulkbuster suits, yeah. and like the people know these characters. They're not just AI. Yeah, it they, might be a voice acted character, but it is a but living. People are there, and they character are in this incredibly universe. invested in the relationships there. So, all right, yeah, um, I like the thing about the the adrian tombs thing like i said the 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 monologue in the car is probably the best villain monologue oh yeah it the is MCU. the best depiction of motivation right and, like, um, and i think and that has ever been done how serious tombs is like, because it's grounded to your point jr like it's it's grounded like the quote that you have is this is this is for her yeah well, like when they're well that wasn't necessarily in the car when he was uh, he corners him in the warehouse and he goes, "Why? How could you do this to her? To her? I'm doing this for her. Yeah, yeah. Like this. And is Michael Keaton my really brings it. Like you, you believe it. Yeah. Like uh, especially in that scene in the car. Oh, dude. Like that Just, is the dad that." 
they, I don't know. They, I don't they know they if you guys the, have ever had that. The typical up. moment. He just oh, flat hey, out, man. I'll kill you, you. Hurt, you. Yeah, you hurt my daughter, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'm joking. Have a great night. You're going to go but in like, there. No, you're gonna you're Spider-Man. You hurt her? Like, I'm actually going to kill you. I do love the reveal, though, that because his daughter's a blabbermouth, that, like, he just kind of goes, huh, he pieces it all together. Just yeah. in the car ride. And, and I, I like I think he's a wor- that. he's a working class person, but he's intelligent. Like yeah. he's okay, so he's like, yeah, he runs a construction company. He's he, you know, he, yeah, he's a supervillain, but he's not an idiot. Yeah. By any stretch. Small uh small name drop, uh uh the one person who got away in all this, the tinker. Yeah, the, the tinker. Yeah. Well, they also name dropped uh, the scorpion. Yeah, so, yeah. Matt Gargan, Gargan yeah. is still alive. Oh, his name is Shocker. Shocker. Shocker is still out there. Uh, so there's a um, lot of there's there's a lot going typical on. Typical that fucktardy. That's the sinister, the sinister six, right? Uh, there's a few of those. Uh, yeah, are. you would you would you would have oh, God, Shocker, I, Scorpion, uh, Doctor I mean, Octopus, Doctor Octopus, Craven. I don't. It, it depends on the six. I don't yeah, believe. Six. I don't believe they'll ever do Doc Ock again. No, I don't think. I, I don't. Think I think Marvel's smart Spider-Man enough. Too. No. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man I, Two so, was so good. So at the current moment, you would be looking at Vulture, Shocker, um, Craven, maybe. Well, for for in this universe that they've created, oh yeah, Vulture, Shocker, uh, Scorpion yeah. is what they we have so do. far. They could also add Mobius because then that could add the vampires. Morbius. 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 We were just Sorry. talking about this. I think Alicia. I think Marvel's petrified of <laughs> doing of introducing vampires. I don't think they're gonna. Do I think they're so afraid. No, just because I don't think I people are. What the last major thing people got of vampires Twilight? was Twilight uh, and Felicia, and then yeah, what are you gonna Felicia? Right, it's so um, bad. Um, so. Oh, right. I so, think that they did a really good job with it, though. Overall, yeah. uh, overall, it ended really up being though. a great, uh, like, teenage coming of age story with Spider Man. Uh, but moving on, yes. Uh, now yeah. to another a very important movie in the, uh, at least I feel in in, I, in the cinematic universe, just I because of the one of the movies that rewrote the most rules right. as we understood them. Guys, Four. side note: we have two left. Yes, yes two, we do. Right? Two left. Two We're left. almost there. Uh, Thor. Ragnarok, uh, possibly, I, I just love this movie. Even from the beginning in the trailers with the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I loved everything Thor about it. Ragnarok is what, is what Guardians would be if the story was better. Yeah, yeah. Um, Guardians 2. Is what Guardians yeah. 2 would be yeah, if the story definitely. was better. But the they colors, really, the... Like, well, everything. they own it. Oh, like, so good. The... the uh, Thor comic books like Journey to Mystery like Jack Kirby stuff that's trippy psychedelic shit yeah that happens in those movies or those comic books and they really took that and they took that aesthetic and they owned it in this movie and Taika Waititi's humor is dry have you watched that have you watched is, any Flight of the Conquest? yes uh, or His what we do in the shadows is yeah, that, movie, that hilarious and oh, that man. is such a, a risky oh, this move is, this is just a circle but not, not just a regular not circle a regular but a circle. Circle. Freaky really circle. freaky circle freaky circle <laughs> Uh, every line cord. you're absolutely cord. right every line sounds like it belongs in flight of the concords it's just like it's so, it's, so, it's like so dumb that you can't help but just laugh at it just be like um, it works this is what the, what, what was what the I, dude's name dave the, the dude the, who said has anyone fought the champion before oh yeah D- dave you fought the doug. champion oh doug. Doug. Doug, doug you fought the champion all right doug's dead oh all yeah right. all right dead. new doug all right, new Doug. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, Lord of Thunder. Uh, the, Jeff Goldblum, by the way, uh, so favorite. Good. He's just playing himself. Um, oh my the, god! The funness I find is that the the movie ground try bring harkens back to the old ones. That opening scene with Sir, uh, Surtur, mm-hmm. um, the first Thor movie, 
ice giant fight. Second Thor movie. In, uh, culminating in a giant ice elemental creature hunting them until Bifrost happens. Mm-hmm. Second movie, not so much. They're fighting regular people, and then they fight like a rock dude who's kind of big. It's mm-hmm. not. It's, he's it's he's not, the same species as Korg. That's what I was hoping yeah, it was. Yeah. Is that he's, he's the same species the same as Korg. And then the third movie, uh, so it kind of harkens back to the first fire one. Fire giant. Fire giant, fire elemental things, and then giant fire dragon thing fights and then culminates Columbus in a Bifrost, Bifrost save. Yeah. So like, nice dichotomy. I find, it, I find it interesting that they they were able to harken back, and it wasn't until I rewatched it that I really noticed that, mm-hmm. yeah. that parallel that they drew there. So they're like, uh, you're right. They will super cut themselves off. From the, the the from what came before. Oh, absolutely. But they are hearkening back to it, um, through through like the aesthetics. small small elements and I of find, cinema. I find that kind of nice. And again, the scene with uh, Matt Damon and Sam. Oh Neal yeah, and the, Liam the, uh, right. They'll even make fun of it. Yeah, they'll make fun of it. Um, yeah. Uh, again, Jeff Goldblum playing himself. That's all because it's, it's just we like, need you to be sensual and awkward. Plays Jeff Goldblum yeah. pretending to be somebody else. Yeah, and it's gr- like he just. He just was so great. On you any other world, I'd be like, like "Why is that okay for Jeff? Why yeah, is that okay for off. Jeff Goldblum, but not Jeremy Renner?" Because Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Renner has Jeremy no Renner personality. Renner Thank you. Jeremy Renner doesn't have the the. the Je ne sais quoi. I guess is what he's it would good, be. He's good, but he has the personality like... of a plate. <laughs> like Jeff Ow. Goldblum has been in so many. Like great not movies. even a collector's plate with Elvis on it. Like just Ow. a plain. I really wanted the I really wanted the grandmaster to say, "Life finds a way." I right. This this kind of going back. I, I believe in you. Life I finds a way. Life I, finds a way. One of my favorite things about this movie is the portrayal of the Hulk being a, like a spoiled child. Yeah, being a spoiled child. I and I, I think uh, I talked about um, also fear. Uh, yeah. Is oh, yeah. that he never wants to turn back into Banner. Um, Banner and Banner weak. doesn't want to turn back into the yeah, This yeah. is the first Such glimpse a... you get at what actually happens when the, one of the two characters the goes a, away. He has a personality. Yeah, Which up when, to that point, if you think anger. about it, when Banner comes back, Hulk, like Hulk what, what happens to fear. Hulk? Yeah, he is. He does not want to leave. He's doing everything he physically possibly can to break to, out. To, to to stay Hulk, and he is scared because he he knows that if Banner can do it, he, Banner will do it. Banner said something along the lines of like when when I'm him. It's like I'm I'm trying to hold on to me. It's a searing nerve. It's like, right. like, it like I've always felt like nerve. we each yeah. had one hand on the wheel. Yeah. And this time he just t- he just locked me in the trunk. Yeah. And drove off. And just drove off. Which, yeah. by the way, is happening in the comics right now. Not with Banner though. <laughs> um. Uh. Hello was great. Oh my god! Was so, I I just have to say I feel Kate some Blanchett, kind of way about Hello. Oh my gosh! Uh, every every movement, every scene, every scene, she's just. Voluptuous, she, and she eloquent, luxuriated and just, in oh her my role, goodness! In her role, it was yeah. wonderful. And I like her sarcasm. I like her sense of humor. What were you the god of again? Like, just I'm overall. the goddess of death, right? Like when she, you know, when who she, are when you? She explains Did you not who she hear is. Hear yeah, a that, word oh I my, just said. That scene. Who are you? Were you not listening? Like, okay, oh, I do, whoever you are. I do I do really hate how they killed off the Warriors 3. Uh, yeah. Hogan got the again, best send-off. Again, but... in my opinion, that is Taika Waititi. Like, they are a physical manifestation of the first two movies. Yeah, yeah. just getting rid of them. Just, and I, I, we're getting I rid of everything. I just the feel roof bad. is the first film. Mm-hmm. 
Right. The first yeah. film waxed poetic on Asgardians and what they represent. And Hela goes, oh, this is just the story that Odin likes to tell people at parties when he's drunk. I also really like the relationship between Thor and Loki, where Thor now really just doesn't trust him. Like, at all. It's at that point. But he's still his brother nonetheless. Well, and that's uh, the like, sad and part. And he actually, he actually sits there and says, Loki, I thought the world... Loki that thinks that Thor part. has always thought that Thor hates him, right? Or thought that Thor was better than him. Yeah, and he's like, Loki, I thought the world of you. And basically, you, you never so let me. Of me. It was like, this is what you've always wanted. Uh, you can live on a lawless world. It's, it's like, built have for fun, chaos. chaos have fun. Yeah. And he's like, do you think so little of me? He's like, Loki, I thought the world of you, but yeah. apparently that doesn't matter. Well, like, it's and that's the, that's the most... If it turns out, it, my theory is that Loki is is going to die. In he's, War. he's not long for this world. He's not. Yet. Yeah, he or doesn't have much left. He's, and I he's think lived far too long at this point for how many times for he how many times died. he should have died. the The thing that I think will tear at people's heartstrings if Loki dies is that he and Thor were always on two tracks heading in opposite directions, but they were trains that passed right next to each other. Mm-hmm. They were like. Loki had a perception on one thing and the reality was something different. And the same goes for Thor where Thor always tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. But the reality is that this is who he is. Yeah. And it's, and that's the Uh, saddest part is there. I, if, if they don't give them that resolution to me, that's fitting. The, uh, if they do give him the resolution, it's going to feel a little forced. The for line me. when he's tased on the ground, and he goes, uh, "You were you were always going to be, you know, we did this over before. I trust you. You betray me, and on and on the cycle goes. You will always be the god of mischief, but you could have been so much more, yeah. so much more." And I think that that to me lends credence to the idea that I think at the beginning, really early on. He could have been more, but I don't. I don't think he will. But do you think he's finally starting to believe Thor that he could be? I think. And I think that's, that's lead, his redemption, and that's going to lead to that. No, I think that's his redemption is that he's going to finally believe it. The yeah, problem yeah, yeah. is, my my theory is that at the beginning of Infinity War, he's going to give him. He's going to give Thanos the Infinity Stone, and Thanos is going to kill him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he didn't it. follow through with what he said he was going to do. Uh, okay, yep. you gave me this. That doesn't change anything. Yeah, because they said it. you will long for something as sweet as pain. Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're going to be dead. Yeah. So um, I do like the question that's posed here uh, in the notes: uh, Is Korg a proof of concept for the thing? Oh, me. <laughs> I actually, I would say I think they nailed it. Hell yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. Like, like it you could be physically depict something like the thing and relate to it. Oh yeah, yeah. doesn't like, like didn't there uh, well, I think for, like, a the big rocks, part of it like, is chip the off of Korg too. and he's just like oh like he's like, oh, he's like what about you? He's like, well, I'm made out, you're made out of rock and he's like well perishable rock oh, perishable there goes, oh, there goes yeah. another piece there, there right. goes a piece never, never never to be seen again right um yeah. there's some there there are some great moments in that like I said the it kind of flips a lot of stuff on its head because like I said it's the first time Asgardians refer to themselves as gods yeah um shows that the that like the hammer can be broken and there the is magic there is magic like, that's happening and there's some level of magic that's happening the you don't um know what it is unperishable like, flame right the um, or something the surter taking off his it, like his, like his head is decapitated and yet putting it in this flame resurrects him like there's something going on here and it must be innately built into the Asgardians. And like you said, so this is the much, big question. They're much, they're okay with raising questions that they will never, that they will answer. never answer. I'm not going to lie for me. That bugs the, f- but the biggest question um, going into infinity war is what we what we asked a couple episodes ago, which is 
Is Thor have any power? What, what, how directly correlated is the abilities of Thor and Loki to what Taika yeah, exactly, Waititi established yeah, yeah. in his film? One of the things is that they come from is, Asgard. Uh, Loki is not Asgardian. So he is a frost giant who looks who's like an Asgardian and who's learned magic from his mother. Right. So so okay then Thor. Let me refresh. Well, but, but but the thing that gets me is like I, they describe him as an Asgardian. He acts. He looks. He sounds like an Asgardian. Why doesn't he look like a frost giant? What did they do to him? My guess is, is that that's just a long period giant. of time off of. Could be, uh, or or could, or could, or are they genetically manipulating these things? These or, yeah, kids or, as kids, or, or, or is, or is Asgard? Have. Yeah, well, that's that's a thing. Are they are they genetically manipulated to have these powers, or or is proximity to Asgard what makes you Asgardian? Yeah, what makes like you Asgardian? If, if Jane Foster had been on Asgard long enough, would she have developed? Mm-hmm. something all so, i know is that turns a lot of sh- on their head if it turns out that that thor genetically. is genetically manipulated yeah well i mean it's kind or of my thing or my thing is it is it is it certain them. like the way i put it is it certain bloodlines that have that derive initial power from asgard and then yeah. that's their power forever yeah. like the random soldier guards that were there, like, why don't they all have superpowers? Like, mm-hmm. why are only certain people getting superpowers? Like, yeah. we talked about before. Do. Like, do they they probably do. Like, based off of a normal human, they probably have. Well, like, they their said any Asgardian. They mentioned in the movie that Asgardians are trouble because they're strong. Yeah. Look right. at Valkyrie. I mean, obviously she was trained and she comes from a different lineage than she just was the leader but by of the Valkyrie. comparison yeah. Yeah. Um, but, of other creatures. They they're stronger. Yeah, they're stronger. But by comparison to like Thor. Hella or any of them, like they're just foot soldiers. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like, why? Yeah. Yeah. yeah why like, is never? Why? why is never an answer you'll get? From, <laughs> right. From and them. it's like, like, lo- um, who who said he was the god of thunder? Like, why did why did Odin pick that? Because right. he's not the god of hammers. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, is is there a god of hammers? <laughs> <laughs> like, do they have a god of hammers? Is there a Hephaest? I admit that line. Awesome. Like I love Korg, but my second favorite part after Korg is that line. It was just yeah. like, I can't do it. I don't have my hammer. It was like, I I'm sorry. Are are you the god of hammers? Yeah. <laughs> it was like so, I never made that hammer. Last lastly, um but not most least. recent. This is not on DVD, by the way, so we only have our our theatrical experience. Our memories. To watch. Correct. Uh and that that would be the uh Black Panther, which I wanna say, um great beginning. Uh with uh, you've got oh, T'Chaka the... uh, as Black Panther in his in his costume. You get to see a previous Black Panther in Oakland, yeah. And then uh, and the uh, character playing a younger Forrest Whitaker, which you could just the, you could just tell <laughs> you could just tell um, it, before it's revealed later on who it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, another instance of a villain that you can somewhat. This is the next Relate relatable to. one after yeah. Adrian Toomes uh, yeah. for for the average person. I'm going to admit, uh, as as seeped in white privilege as I am, I can't directly relate yes. to yes. what they're talking about, but I can sympathize. Like, our, you know, what they're going through sucks, and I completely agree with it. I would be pretty fucking angry, too. Mm-hmm. Militarize. Got it. See, here's um, the... So, I'm, I'm going to put myself out there. Uh... I know a lot of people have dif- differenti- differentiating feelings. I think Eric Killmonger is the best villain in the MCU thus far. I think he's the best one. In 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 terms of 
if Marvel's goal is to is to get their films to be grounded in some semblance of realism. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it, yeah, if yeah. That's the case. Yeah. If yes. that's the goal, there's no one better. Oh uh, yeah, because I mean that eliminates Loki. Loki, I would have said was the Lo- it is. But Loki is like he, you know, he, and, has, he has powers. Like he has. Like, he, Eric, he was, he Eric was born with a silver spoon. Is built himself up from nothing. From nothing. <clears throat> And then his entire motivation, if it, think about the current climate that we're in right now, right? It is very easy to make a film, and, and this is just my belief system. I'm not going to put it on anyone else. It's very easy to make a film that puts the blame on – it, it would be very easy to make your villain claw, to make him white, mm-hmm. and to place any type of anger in that direction. Right. But Black Panther makes Eric Killmonger's motivation that you as a as a nation, you as important, prominent black people are not doing enough for people that are struggling. And that is a ballsy statement all to make. All over the world. All over yeah. the world. You are not doing it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the resources you have and I'm going to save my people because you won't do it. And that is a ballsy move to make in a film in the current climate that we're in. But it is a powerful statement. And it worked. And it works in that film where the only the only thing is that Killmonger is reduced to being a second Black Panther on the screen. I would have loved for Killmonger to just been him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would have loved for the fight to be him versus Black Panther. I understand the science behind it that makes it interesting. But by putting him in a Black Panther suit, the the beautiful metaphor is that you're diluting what the meaning of Black Panther is to the people of Wakanda. But right. that's the point. Well, also that um, you're you're facing a dark mirror of what you could have been. Kaecilius versus Doctor Strange. You're right, yeah. Uh, Killmonger versus Black Panther. Well, I think he's, I, he's the mirror of yourself. Like the things that you believe in, like your ideologies. But to... But to to T'Challa's turning point in the film, Black Panther is the dark version. Eric Killmonger's not the dark version. Black Panther is Isolated. because he's the yeah, okay. he's the image of of isolation that has kept him where he is for so long. Killmonger is the influencing factor that comes in and pulls him out from the darkness yeah. and, and, and allows him to say, okay, we are then going to share with the rest mm-hmm. of the world. I mean, yeah. And you, and you see that towards the end where he's like, let us save you. Yeah. Like, he, like obviously he tried for any crimes he committed, but like he didn't want to kill Killmonger. Oh dude, his line, my theater was in tears at the end. We said, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors. Oh, people the gasped. Ones, the ones that knew that death was preferable to Captain Yeah. Lee. People gasped. That line that. That in the hard. theater yeah. was, a, was a hammer that slammed into the ground of every single person in that theater. The, the, the uh, Black Panther, in my opinion, and Eric Killmonger, the reason I say he's one of the best villains is because there's no other villain in the MCU that was timely. Mm-hmm. That was relevant at the time that they came mm-hmm. out. You can put ego in Guardians of the Galaxy too, and not every not every villain is meant to be this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But at, for the relevancy of, of the time that's coming out, Killmonger was needed, and it's beautiful, and it's powerful, and it's just a like I cannot say enough 
about what Killmonger represents and, and, in this film. And to be honest, just this movie in general, uh, and, uh, you know, I've had multiple conversations, you know, uh, um, in years past, and I could say, I could say that I personally, yeah, yeah I come from a, a white background, so... I've seen we got two whites and two Latinos. Yeah, I've so, seen. I mean, yeah. I've I mean, seen I'm my mix, culture. I, I'm very Scottish and Irish background. I've seen sure. my culture on screen portrayed yeah. in positive and negative ways for years, and just I've never seen so much excitement. Um, you know, at our work, we don't work in an area where we talk about movies with customers. I would have customers that would oh, just outright say, "Hey, you're gonna go see Black Panther? I'm so excited!" Now you get to see little kids who get to see something that they could say, that's what I want to be when I grow up. It's you what know, Wonder right? Woman was. Yeah, yeah. Right. When exactly. Wonder Woman came like out, it was for, and for, for little girls to come out and say, I'm seeing a woman in a position of because power. Because the climate beautiful. at the time that was, was that relevant. Was and I could say that those conversations were amazing to oh, see. Oh, yeah. And, and anyone who has a complaint about that, they can screw off because seeing a little kid, and I saw little kids go just starry-eyed you know, you know boys and girls you had the Dora Majai who yeah. girls just they gravitated to owned it oh my god Shuri is the best part of that movie smartest person we've ever met seeing that those reactions in those kids that was almost that that was 100% worth the price of admission for that movie uh, for me because I grew up with Spider-Man. I can relate to Spider-Man. And, and don't think Marvel's you know, dumb. I'm a like, dorky white kid. Spider-Man's a dorky white kid. You know, like, I can relate to that. I, I get that Marvel might be surprised that, that Black Panther made $1 billion, But don't think Marvel's dumb that oh, Black no, Panther yeah. is the last movie before Infinity War. Oh, yeah. You want to bring people to the theater? This movie <laughs> did it. Well, they did they did uh, a study uh, for, for crowds that had seen Black Panther who had never seen Marvel movies before and said, hey... Or are you going to go see Infinity War? And they asked theater goers before Black Panther that too. Yeah. And they said the answer was up by like 90% yes. Oh, absolutely. That they're going to go see Infinity War. Um, and I'll be honest, I think it was one of the, you had such a great cast. The acting was fantastic. Um, and the message. Right. The villain good. is the relatable. Message power. Yeah. The, the message is poignant and valid like, yeah um they 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 said they wanted they wanted you to understand where killmonger was coming from mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's hard to do especially for like you said those of us that the are scene culturally not not familiar same, with that yeah the scene that gets me every time is when he takes the the flower and everyone in the theater their expectations is killmonger is going to show up to the tree where t'chaka is yeah right right and he wakes up, and he wakes up in his apartment and he's talking building. talking to his dad. And he's talking to his dad in, in, Oakland. El- in Oakland. Yeah. Because a lot of them probably thought he was going to get rejected. Or he was going right? to get, yeah. Like, yeah, he was nope. going to go there, and he was going to fight with the other kings. And, like, tip, it, that it is what I imagined as a superhero film. And he was a little boy. And he showed a up as a boy. little boy. Crying. And we, uh, we were in the theater, and there was just something so amazing yeah. about that scene. That Ryan Kogler and the writers had to go when he takes this flower. What then subsequently happens? The superhero thing that happens is he has to fight with the other Black Panthers to earn the mantle so that he can gain the power. Mm-hmm. The reality, though, is 
all of this doesn't change the fact that Killmonger is a kid from Oakland. Right. That doesn't change anything. That is still the origin of his character. Wakanda is not the origin of his character. And so it's beautiful that when you take the flower, it is relevant to the person who takes it. Well, the yeah, ancestral plane is not this one plane of existence. It is unique to the, it's your ancestral, ancestral plane. plane. Yeah. And that it's so cool. Like everything about Black Panther from the film, the humor was on point. <laughs> the the only issue that I had with the film was um uh, the turn of his friend who was the border patrol. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like that's like, the, his, like his turn friend, was so stark. Oh, you didn't get claw, but this other guy did. So I so I'm gonna side with this guy, guy who who gets claw. Well, he has a rightful position to the throne, <laughs> but they had established this was like 30 years of friendship that he turned on. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. Um. Well, I mean, like they they kind of they kind of went into that but, throwaway line. He killed my parents. Um, but one of his things was he did something. You promised me you were going to do this. Yes. You failed in that. This guy delivers, um, and he has a rightful claim to the throne. If he defeats you, he's he should be king. That's but that's not how it was put. It was I think a little rushed in that. I agree. There could have been. More I think what they missed that. was the if he defeats you. Yeah. Right. That's the thing I'm that not, they. I'm not missed saying in that. It was like he has a rightful claim to the throne of Wakanda. If you defeat him in trial combat, I will completely support you as king. Yeah. If he defeats you, that meant that he that he deserves. And that to be tension should that tension they ended up picking it up because the tension between Okoye and him was these are two people who are bound to the service of the throne. One is torn and one is not. And I I love the fact that when she sees that black uh, that he. Uh, T'Challa is still alive. Yeah. The the fight's not the over. The fight's not over. And she's just like, and all the rest of the Dora Majai immediately think the same thing. Yeah. And boom, they're yeah. they're they're like, no. And he goes, um, oh, would you would you uh, his uh, would you kill me? And she goes for 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 my for my home, or I can't remember exactly. Uh, what without he- for Wakanda for Wakanda in a heartbeat. I yeah, would. without hesitation. Without hesitation, mm-hmm. I would. Um, but like like you said, he's torn. Like. Yes, he defeated him in combat. Uh, ideologically, Killmonger was closer to what he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He even mentioned he that says, he wanted yeah, if to you, become militant. If you send me out, I will do this. If you send my war dogs out, we will take them over. We'll do what yeah. we have to. We so, will liberate our people. So now with that being said, the impact that it has on the overall MCU, now with... T'Challa learning from Killmonger that yeah. he does need to be a part of the overall world. What do you guys think uh, the impact is on the? Honest well, answer I mean, is I don't know. It's, it's, well, it sets it up could Wakanda be as the safest place as in the, world. the safest place in the world, which we know is in Infinity War. Their plan is Tony Stark says it in the trailer. Thanos is coming to us. We know we have something he wants, so we will all congregate in this one place. To keep it as safe as possible. And it's the only place they can. And it's the only place they can. Like, it's the only place that's technologically advanced enough to To, to do it off. with the shield and the ships and all that. And the rhinos. And the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which, by the way, I loved. I, the, the, <laughs> the thing CG, I though. don't know yeah. about is Wakanda's place in terms of how the world will progress. That yeah. I'm interested in. I mean, to th- see. there could be a lot of nations, especially surrounding nations, that have a big problem. Well, that I and I think for for like Black Panther two, the idea of how Wakanda fits in the rest of the country, I think that's what it becomes be, an yeah. interesting dynamic. I'm more along the lines of: Does vibranium become a 
resource for the world. And if it does, how quickly do the advancements of our society, how quickly do we then see cities that look similar to Wakanda? Yeah, right. Like, how, how much are they sharing the technology? That's well, what I'm saying. I mean, in the New comics, York in the is grounded world. in what we know as New York because New York hasn't changed. Infuse this futuristic technology. How much does this how much does this change? Like, it's something to see, see a Quinjet flying above New York. It's something to see an entire row of flying cars. Yeah. yeah. So I think, what was it in the comics? That becomes Jetsons. The biggest export of Wakanda <laughs> is vibranium toothbrushes. Something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, the biggest export is is toothbrushes. Like, yeah. why, why are you a why? country? Yeah, uh, it's, oh, you don't know what we have. Uh, the one, th- the one thing I will say in terms of impact before we're done uh, for Black Panther is, of course, uh, Bucky. Oh yeah, uh, yeah White Wolf. Uh, Bucky has become White Wolf, which I love. Do you think? Someone said that they think they're hinting at a romance between Shuri and. Uh, I I would. I would not have an issue with it. Uh, I know some people would. I personally wouldn't. I I kind of felt that. I I think. I think she's intrigued by it. She's yeah. she is she uh, she's. I love the line. It's like, oh, this is the second broken white boy you've brought me today. <laughs> uh, when Martin Friedman shows up, which yeah. is a great line. But I do think there's a little something there that there is this again a man out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is broken with no one to trust? Cap doesn't even fully trust him. Yeah, to that extent, because he can snap at any point. He can snap at any point. Yeah. Now which, you have this person. We know who's, that he he can't. He, he can. Yeah, but someone who's willing to dive deep. Like I would love to see, uh, the actual process they went through to fix him and how their relationship might have grown up to this point. Like I'm perfectly okay with that, but like Bucky white wolf, we're going to see, see uh, uh, quote unquote secret Avengers that that's their home base. So it's something happened. that they're doing right now is they are doing uh, precursor comic books. Yes. For the movies. So, the pre- yeah. uh, so that was a big thing where they actually show her working out issues with Bucky's mind and actually it, leading to other medical and technological developments. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's the, he's fixed, which creates a huge dynamic going forward. I mean, we're going to see him with a vibranium. He's arm. not, gonna be he's not boring. neutered. He's just, uh, mentally. Okay. By the way, <laughs> the rest of my tattoo is going to be the winter soldier. I want to see the, apparently the vibranium arm is gold laced. It's got the gold lace from the black Panther suit. So nice. it has like the absorbing. So it has thing. like the absorbing energy. So oh, if, awesome. if it turns out that it looks different, that's the one I'm going to get tattooed. So. Yeah. Nice. And of course that that's an arm that rocket is probably going to want. It's probably going to oh, want, yeah. which I think is going to be great. Does that come off? How much for the arm? How much for the arm? Yeah. Okay. I have a plan, but I need his arm. Yeah. Uh, no, I just got this back. Uh, this is like, why do you need the arm? Uh, for reasons. Uh, right. All right. Wow. Um, it should be, it should be interesting to see where it goes. I can't um, wait. Uh, I think uh, we'll, you know, where is the soul stone? We disagree. Um, Haters I don't even, gonna I, is the soul stone even going to be in the movie? Who knows? We'll see. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, so 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 far, I mean, we've only seen two, but we've seen CGI stuff, right? So we we've seen where they've hid the fact that Thor doesn't have an eye. Uh, I we still love the moment in Civil War when they had the the shot at the airport that has all of Iron Man's side. Iron, Spider-Man is not in it. Yeah. And then in the trailer. They're really good at, at tricking people. But they were like, trailers. boom, he's actually in it in the movie. And yeah. it, was, it was just fun for those little reveal moments. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they've been very good at this. Uh, I can't wait to see what comes out, uh, yeah. what comes out uh, from Infinity War. And I've seen a lot of Captain Marvel stuff as, as well. Yeah. Uh, 
If one one photo, she's wearing a Guns N' Roses tee. How yeah. stereotypical Let's 90s go. can you be? Let's go. <laughs> um, the one, uh, uh, before we go, uh, one announcement for the film, Infinity War, uh, uh, we will be seeing it on the night of the 26th, mm-hmm. so premiere night. We will then be recording an episode on the 27th. There will be two episodes, so we're going to technically talk about it twice. There will be a spoiler-free episode, and there will be a spoiler-full episode <laughs> for everyone to watch. All characters will be named a color. Uh, uh, so, I still say we just, just name all the characters DC names. DC like, characters. Like, see that so part everyone, where, like, Superman showed up? Like, I think it'd just be really fun. So uh, keep an eye out for that. That'll, those will launch grid. on the 20. Right. Uh, those will launch uh, the following week. Uh, every episode is on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so you can give us a listen. Um, but that'll be it for us here. So, uh, everyone, I hope you guys are ready for Infinity War. I know we are. Hell we yeah. got to get out of here for myself, for Jeff, for Jared, for Brian. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed 10 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we will see you guys for Infinity War. And I can finally go to the bathroom. <laughs>